Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through our examination of the Word of God. That's all we do here. It's just say, Lord, what does your Word say about something? And we usually do it uh, either on topical matters, which we've done a few of those, or through a particular portion of the Word by book, something like that. So we're in First Timothy right now in the fourth chapter. And you remember last time we were together, uh, verse 11 said this, prescribe and teach these things. So the Spirit was exhorting Paul to exhort Timothy to prescribe and teach the things that Paul had described previously in the book. He's now just firing all these instructions and commandments, because that word prescribe literally means command, things to Timothy to command to the people who are believers. So verse 11, prescribe and teach these things. Verse 12, let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, Love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. So Paul was telling me, he says, yes, you need to teach. Yes, you need to command. But you need to model it, okay? He said, don't let anybody despise your youth. That's what the King James and the ESV say. In other words, don't feel intimidated because you are younger than they are. Don't feel intimidated and don't feel like that you are the one that's supposed to command these things and teach these things. He says you are. And so by commanding and by teaching, even though you're young, they're going to see the truth of what you're saying by the way you're acting in your speech, in your conduct, in the way that you love, in your faith, in your purity, and all these things. You're going to be an example. Verse 13 gives another commandment. Until I come, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and teaching. Now, in that verse right there, the word public and the word Scripture are not there. The King James says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. But what is understood by that is exactly what is translated in the modern translations, that we need to give attention to the public reading of the Scripture. At best today, for the most part, all we get is perfunctory reading of the Scripture, not public reading of the Scripture. As a matter of fact, if you read an extended passage, and I mean by extended like 20 verses, <laughs> you know, something like that, you'll likely get in trouble. Okay, you will. You'll likely get in trouble. People will complain. They'll say, well, all he does is read the Bible. Uh, I mean, I've, I have been there. I've had this happen to me rather recently even, as a matter of fact. Uh, sometimes it takes 20 or 30 verses to cover the account. <laughs> you know what I mean? To tell the story. And so what he was telling Timothy is that you need to give attention to this. Focus upon this, the public reading, to exhortation and to teaching. Yes, we are to teach. Yes, we are to exhort. But we're, we are to teach and exhort based upon the Scripture, based upon the Word. Again, not a perfunctory reading of something and then you're sort of setting it aside and going off and saying whatever you want to. That's normally what happens. He says you don't do that. We need to give attention to the public reading of the Scripture. As a matter of fact, I think we would do quite well. And There is a little bit of a movement of this afoot in the Western world as far as within the life of true believers of just gathering together 
just gathering together and just reading uh, a portion of scripture, perhaps a letter, a letter like First Timothy right here, a letter that a, a, an individual would have received and then would have shared with the body of Christ, or maybe like Ephesians, a letter which an entire body would have received. They would have sat down. Someone would have stood up and read that letter to them, would have read it to them. And so Paul's saying, you need to give some attention to this because there's power in this. Then he continues on verse 14. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. That's interesting, is it not? And so we uh, just deal with the basic easy things here, okay? The easy thing is that there was a spiritual gift that Timothy had, okay? There was a spiritual gift that he had. That spiritual gift is given by God. When you look at the balance of Scripture, every true believer is empowered and gifted by the Holy Spirit. Now, boy, there's debates and all this kind of stuff. A lot of people think, well, you get one or two or three spiritual gifts and that's it. No more. And then they'll say, well, nobody has all of them. And, you know, every time I look at Paul, I'm thinking I see every one of them in Paul. Just as an example right here. It's not what gift you have. It's whether you have the giver or not. Okay. It's whether you have the giver. And so if you repented and confessed and called upon the name of the Lord and you are saved, then he's granted himself via the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us. If the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us, we see from the other scripture passages that he grants gifts as he desires, not as I desire. It's as the Spirit desires. Now, I can quench the Spirit. I can quench the Spirit, and I can refuse to move within a giftedness that he may be releasing in my life. Okay? I can refuse to do that. Yes, I can do that. But I can't sit there and create something and make the Holy Spirit grant a spiritual gift and a spiritual empowerment within me. I don't want to sit there and say, well, I know I have this spiritual gift and this spiritual gift because I've seen it in my life. That's fine. But I don't want to say that and say, but I don't have these other gifts because I haven't seen it. Positionally, okay, now hear me. Positionally, we have all the gifts. If you truly have the spirit within you, you have all the spirit, not just a portion of it. That's just not just a particular giftedness of the spirit. He can do what he desires when he wants to. That's what's important. So Timothy had a spiritual gift and Paul told him not to neglect it, not to neglect it. We're not told what this gift is. There's all sorts of conjecture, but it's just that it's conjecture. But we do know that it's some type of gift that he couldn't neglect. So let's say that he did have a spiritual gift of teaching or a spiritual gift of exhorting, exhortation. When the previous verse, we see that he's called to do that. And so Paul was telling him, don't neglect it. In other words, you need to be using, functioning within, living within your spiritual gift. And that's a word to all of us. Whatever the Lord is granting at that moment, we need to do it, not to neglect it, not to set it aside. Okay. So he had a spiritual gift. He told him not to neglect it. And then we found out that the spiritual gift came to him, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterances with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Now, it doesn't mean that there has to be a council of elders, which is what that is, to lay hands on somebody to where the spirit would move in a certain kind of way to gift him with something. But you do see the Lord moving like that sometimes. 
you do see with the laying on hands that there is a granting of the gift of the Spirit. In another portion of uh, Paul's letters to Timothy, you find out that Paul was there, okay, because he mentions himself laying hands on him. And so there was a gift that was granted to him by the Holy Spirit. There was a prophetic utterance. The, the elders were around him, were praying for him, were laying hands on him, and the Lord revealed to somebody, this is what I want to do through this young man. That was spoken forth. When it was spoken forth, the Spirit moved upon Timothy, and the gift was granted to him. It's really an amazing thing. Paul says, do not neglect that spiritual gift. Use that spiritual gift. Realize that it's not your empowerment, but it's the empowerment of the Most High God Himself. The empowerment of the Creator Himself, folks. Just think that through. Isn't that amazing? Well, I'll tell you what, my time's about up. So take this before the Lord. First Timothy 4, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.